Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. Welcome back to the Revitalize and Grow podcast. Um, I'm Jenny, your host, and today I am joined by Leah and Jasmine. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. And we are going to be talking about communicating sustainability versus greenwashing because we know it is um, it can be quite tricky. It's a bit of a minefield to navigate. We know that customers, audiences, people that buy into brands and companies really care about um, whether they're sustainable or not. Um, so you need to be able to communicate that messaging, but at the same time, when are you kind of venturing over into potential greenwashing? Um, so if we start with Jasmine, we know you have a good, a good definition of what greenwashing is. So what are we talking about when we talk about greenwashing? Yeah, so sustainability has obviously become quite a popular word recently, um, which as a result has given rise to claims brands may be greenwashing, which is essentially a form of messaging spin in which green PR and green marketing are allegedly used to solely convince the public of an organization's products, aims and policies um, that they are environmentally friendly when they are perhaps not so. Um, Mm -hmm. So greenwashing isn't a new phrase, it was first coined back in the 1980s, um, and at its most basic level means misleading consumers through misinterpretation and what you say and do regarding environmental matters and what you actually do. Mm-hmm. So all smokes and mirrors. <laughs> I found a little story on that where it was where it was coined, and you said there, Jasmine, it was coined in the in the eighties. Um, I found it was by an environmentalist called Jay Westerveld, um, and he wrote in an essay the irony of the save the towel movement, which was kind of popular in hotels at the time, where he was noticing the vast amount of waste he had come across throughout the rest of the hotel, where there were no visible signs or efforts being made to become more sustainable. So he was saying instead the hotel was simply trying to reduce costs by not having to wash the towels more. And they were Mm -hmm. kind of marketing that as being more eco-friendly. And I think that's a really good example of what greenwashing is. It's taking one little element and really focusing on that and marketing that and kind of forgetting everything else that you're doing that's completely unsustainable. Um, So, yeah, I thought that was just a really interesting story of where that that phrase was kind of coined. And it's not it's not a new thing at all. Like I say, the 80s were quite a while ago. (laughs) No, they won't. No. (laughs) These babies would say that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They were only 20 years ago. Um, And and I suppose that's and that's one of the things we were talking about before, actually, is that um, sometimes greenwashing is intentional and sometimes it's unintentional isn't it I think sometimes there are maybe perhaps um smaller brands or companies that don't really realize they're doing it because they think they're still shouting about something really great and positive that they're doing and don't really realize that actually because that's a small part of the picture 
that that is greenwashing really. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I think that's a really good point that not all businesses are trying to be dishonest. I think in a lot of cases, like I say, with smaller companies that don't have these kind of big research teams, it's just kind of a genuine mistake, if you like, that mm-hmm. they do think that what they're doing is right, um, but they are perhaps not focused on that bigger picture of everything else that's going in to do that one thing that's right. Or they simply just don't have the expertise to know what is truly environmentally beneficial and what isn't. Yeah. Um, so I think that is that is kind of a key thing. If you are going out to message something that you're doing, it's that research behind it. You have to understand the bigger picture of, of the thing that you're trying to do and have that mm. research behind you to back that up and the facts behind you to back it up. Because it's no good just saying that, I don't know, for example, that you're making an item with 70 cent, no, sorry, with like made with organic cotton. You would have to be specific can say the percentage of that that was organic Mm. cotton for example it's yeah it's about having that research behind you to understand that what you're doing is absolutely right yeah and I see and actually an example of that is um some fast fashion brands that um and high street brands there's a couple of them that spring to mind and they get into trouble for having eco ranges that you know, they, all the tags say that they're eco or conscious ranges and they advertise them that way. But actually, if you look into it, they're really not much different to the rest of their collections and the rest of their lines. And that's a really good example of greenwashing where it's just sort of almost fooling people into believing they're buying something more sustainable and that's better because people know that fashion is also one of the worst things and fast fashion is one of the worst things for the planet so they're trying to sort of by bringing out one collection hope that everybody sort of forgets about all the other stuff (laughs) that they're doing which is really really terrible for the planet um those collections will probably be more expensive yeah yeah will pay more you know thinking that they're doing good for the planet when actually it's not making much of a difference yeah. Um, and I think the media's interest in greenwashing has really taken off recently as well. So um, I think in I think it was 2019 when McDonald's introduced their paper straws, um, it turned out that they were actually non-recyclable. So <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know about McDonald's, but I do think um, sort of the bigger picture stuff as well is usually things where people sort of talk about what well, we've made and we've now made something recyclable, which is great. But actually, what was the process of manufacturing that recyclable item? How much water went into that manufacturing process? How much, you know, how much CO2 did you produce to, to produce those paper straws? So it's really, it's quite complicated, really, isn't it? When it's a much more in-depth process than I think a lot of companies and organisations think and that's where a lot of them are getting into trouble and being Mm. branded as greenwashing um for that exact thing they're they're looking at the end result and yes the end result is great but what is the process that's gone into that it needs to live and kind of breathe throughout the company and organization not Mm. just in one element and i think you know one of the things we do say to um brands and companies quite a lot is you know, uh, sustainability 
is not a marketing initiative and you should not consider it a marketing initiative. Exactly it is not, that, yeah. It, you know, it's not something that you should be using to get column inches. You know, if you are truly a sustainable business and that you are, or, you know, even if you're not entirely sustainable at the moment, I mean, nobody can have zero impact on mm. the planet. Just by existing, we have an impact on the planet. But it, you know, it should be something that's ingrained into your business DNA and something that you're trying to do as a company and as a business. And it probably is going to cost you money. You know, that's yeah, that's the nature of it. It's not a money-making exercise. Um, but I think a lot of the mistakes that some businesses make is thinking it is a, like in their heads it's a marketing initiative mm. and yeah that's mistake numero uno <laughs> numero uno <laughs> and because there are a lot of benefits especially in this day and age of being eco-friendly I think one study found that 90% of millennials would choose environmentally friendly businesses mm. over non-sustainable counterparts so like it, it, it is money making in that sense, yeah. in that in this day and age, more and more people are looking for those sustainable sustainability and, and those kind of ethics. Yeah. Um, so I understand why organisations are completely trying to, to switch that, they, why they are so keen to market themselves as being eco friendly. Mm. Um, but that's exactly like you say, that shouldn't be the reason for doing it. It should be that it is your company ethics. It is in ground and yeah. ingrained in your company. And then the marketing is kind of a byproduct of that, not the other way around. Yeah. And people are getting savvier to it, I think. Yes. People are. Yeah. I'm, I'm really gutted because actually there's there's a couple of brands and they're high street brands that I don't buy from anymore. And I'm really gutted because I'm the... <laughs> Are you going to mention any names, Jenny, or are you oh, keeping that to yourself? Well, Zara. I used to love Zara oh, okay. and they're quite good for tall people, Zara. Yeah. Um, but they're terrible, terrible yeah. company um, in lots and lots of ways. And um, yeah, and I, you know, so I don't, I don't buy from them anymore. And I do yeah. buy from company and I have tried to anyway, just completely reduce that sort of yeah. consumerism anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does, as you say, it is money-making yeah. in some ways because, because it, it, people mm. do choose brands and businesses according to how sustainable they are. Um, I also think if, you know, be honest about it, if brands are trying to get there but they're not quite there, be transparent and honest and say to the consumers that, you know, we are taking these steps and making these changes, mm. but we're not quite there yet, but we hope to be in x many years or whatever yeah. it might be and that's, that's really key i think yeah. is the we again we we do come across this um and it's where brands that you know we want to say we want to go out and tell everybody that we are trying you know we're going to be more sustainable and we're going to be cutting whatever it is that business is going to cut or do to make a difference but what they don't have is an actual plan they don't have a strategy and they don't have those facts as you said jasmine that's like a we will reduce our karma footprint by x percent by this year and this is how we're going to be doing it they just want to say we're trying and we will and we hope to do it and that's not enough and it's not enough for people because mm. that's you know if you don't have any goals what are you what are you aiming for and 
also that's when people are like, well, it doesn't seem very genuine if you haven't actually got any plans in place. You're just saying it. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, I've actually got a really good example here of a company who are doing really well. They do have a plan and they are, um, you know, you can tell that sustainability is throughout the heart of everything they do. And that's ASOP, who are skin, hair and, you know, produce skin, hair and body products. Um, And their whole mission is basically or their intention is to give back more than we take. Um, But exactly like you said, Jasmine, and the key point that I've kind of got noted down here as well is be honest about it. Um, yes, shout about all the good things that you're doing, but also kind of acknowledge that there's still more to do or there's still some things you can't quite control yet and you're working on it. Um, so they do all the kind of what you would think of as kind of quite norm now, obviously no animal testing. All their products are made from responsibly sourced ingredients um, and none are derived from animals, so they're completely vegan friendly. But they've also got an internal ethical sourcing program. So even now when they're working with suppliers, suppliers have to go through kind of their own testing as such to ensure that even their suppliers use environmentally friendly processes they provide Mm. safe working conditions and they treat their workers with respect so that is an example of a company kind of going deeper and not just saying oh we can't we, we can't be responsible for everything, but they are, they are sort of bringing those supplies in that also kind of meet their complete values. Mm. Um, and what I liked about them as well is they've kind of got a packaging ethos and exactly like we were saying, it's very honest and very transparent and they do use a bit of plastic in there and they've given their reasons for it. And they've shown their research as to why actually in some cases the plastic option is better than the other options that are available. Mm. And they've, you know, they've said there's still a way to go, but this is our reasons for why we do this. Um, and they have actually recently reached carbon neutrans- new, new tr- neutrality. And they also have a foundation which partners with other charities that work with kind of underrepresented communities. So I think that's a really good example of a brand who are living and breathing mm. their kind of sustainable ethics. Um and another example I've got here to show that obviously ASOP are quite a big international brand. It's sustainability isn't just for those big, huge companies and organizations and brands. Even if you are a teeny tiny small business, you can still work towards sustainability. And, and a really good example of that is um, a little company that I buy from called Glass and Wick. Now, anybody that knows me knows how much I love a good old wax melt <laughs> and a candle. <laughs> and they sell the most beautiful wax melts, which kind of started off at home and they've recently moved to a studio. But they're a really good example of a small business. They, and they call, say themselves, they're a small business with a big conscience. Um, mm. And they basically have a tree planting mission. So they partner with a, with a company called Ecology. And for every order that's placed they match the the value in planting trees and you can actually go onto their website and you can log in and you can see the amount of forests that are being grown from all the orders Mm. that they that they've done um but again they're very honest and and transparent and i think like we've said that is really key throughout all this don't just shout about all the good things you're doing but be really honest about the, the areas that you can't do so well in and and they've done exactly that in their kind of sustainability um section um, they explain how being eco-friendly is forefront, but it's not entirely possible for them right now being a small business. Mm-hmm. Um, for examples, like the, the packaging and the ingredients that are delivered to them. Um, obviously, they, they're, they're not big enough to go down the ASOP route with kind of bringing on suppliers that meet all this criteria. So they know that they're not completely sustainability, like say through the packaging that they might get their own supplies in and things like that. But 
they are clearly stating that on their website and they're being really honest and transparent. And that is the key throughout it all is to be honest and show what you're doing, but show the areas that you're weaker in as well. So Mm. um, it can really show what you're, you're working towards. So I thought that was just quite a nice example of a really big brand there and a really small brand there that are doing it really well. And as you say, yeah, being honest and transparent is so important and being really clear and specific. That is one of the other traps that sometimes, whether intentionally or unintentionally, brands fall into is it's just not specific enough. It's too broad. The claims that are being made are too sweeping and it's not clear and that's when it can be seen that you're misleading people because you're not you're not being specific enough I know um um the ASA are really cracking down aren't they on and it's not just ads even though the the advertising standards agency it's um also anything isn't it online on your website on social media on you know anything where you're publicly talking about your sustainability mission um and they crack down a lot in terms of people or brands and businesses being vague you know not actually um one example I remember from um it was from last year but it was um Oatly I think most people know the Oatly brand um which is you know alternative milks um they had an ad that throughout was just sort of saying drink our milk and it's better for the planet you know (laughs) it was it was kind of that broad or sort of that being able to say you know or drink this it's better for the planet than drinking milk like all regular milk you know cow's milk but there was (laughs) no very broad statement yeah there was no and you know when they were able to I think they were able to appeal to the ASA and be like look these are our stats and they say well it's still just too you're being so broad stroke and you're not actually being specific about um, what what specific products you're talking about when mm. you talk about dairy or when you talk about meat based products or when you yeah. you know it was it was basically not detailed enough and it was implying that you know this switch from dairy milk to <laughs> over to oatly in itself would save the world <laughs> you yeah. know yeah and it was like it's not as too vague. So mm. you do have to be very specific. Um, and, you know, that, as we say, is a bit of a trap that I think sometimes brands mm. fall into. Sometimes it is intentionally because it's like, I mean, we yeah. can see this and it's kind of true, <laughs> but we won't give the detail, which makes it seem less impressive. So yeah. we want to seem like we're really impressive. So we'll keep it quite broad. Yeah. Whereas actually you just need to be specific, be really transparent. Otherwise that is greenwashing that example leads on quite nicely actually so I've got some tips here to avoid inadvertent greenwashing um we touched on a lot of these as well but definitely number one like you've just said there Jenny is to make your claims clear and easy to understand there is no point in going out with lots of data that only scientists can read it has to be (laughs) it has to be understandable by the general consumer um and exactly like we mentioned earlier, you it, you can't be vague. You can't just say made with organic cotton. You need to put the percentages in. You need to make it very specific um, and, like I say, easy to understand. Uh, number two is to back up your sustainability claims with data, which you just touched on there, Jenny. They did have mm. the stats, but it's then how you 
turn those stats into something that's understandable, relatable, specific. Mm. Um, and exactly like you said there, Jenny, as well, compare pairs to pairs. Yeah. If you are comparing yeah. your product against another product, you need to make sure that it is very much like for like, because that can be completely misleading in itself. Mm. Um, and number four would be to kind of clean up your operations in general. You, you need to have that plan in place. You need to be looking at every single area of your business and how you can be more sustainable throughout all of those areas before you focus on the one that you are trying to, mm-hmm. to market so that when people do delve deeper, deeper which they do now we've got you know as consumers we've got more power than we've ever had before to research and really find out these things um you need to know that your whole operation is is in line with those sustainable sustainability and ethics um number five is be honest about your brand sustainability practices and plans which we have just talked about as well um it's okay if not everything you're doing is completely there yet and completely sustainable as long as you are acknowledging it and showing how you're working towards it um but don't hide behind it don't just brush it under the carpet and forget about mm-hmm. it and just concentrate on all the good stuff you have to be honest and transparent and number 6 again like we've just said there Jenny is make sure that images on ads and packaging are not misleading mm-hmm. um especially now kind of we have the ASA who are so hot on yeah the last thing you want to do is be be caught out so yeah do not get caught in in the trap (laughs) um and and you know it's if you haven't got anything to say at the moment don't then don't don't be looking for and I suppose that's where we also talk about it, it not being a marketing initiative don't scrabble around looking for something to say that clearly means there's some work for you to be doing internally around being more sustainable. Because if you haven't got anything to say, then then <laughs> you're not doing it. You need to go and do, yeah. you need to go and do that work before you start talking about. It. And also, there's an element of um, the everybody's standards have changed. You know, the the bar is low in terms of, um, or high, I should say, actually, wrong way around, bar is high in terms of the minimum stuff you should be doing. You yeah. know, it's, it's if you want to go out and tell people that, you know, you recycle all the waste paper in your office. <laughs> you, you that's know, kind of standard these that's days. Standard, yeah. 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 And it's a little bit, you know, it is a little yeah. bit as well where people are like, you know, we like to treat our work as well. I mean, that's standard. Yeah. You yeah. should be, you know, <laughs> you know, that shouldn't be something... Um, you know, that is what you're saying is going above and beyond. It's not. There is a certain level of stuff that um, people expect you to do. And yeah, recycling is, you know, in an office is just something everyone should do. And we wouldn't recommend that you try to make, uh, to... (laughs) It wouldn't make the best campaign, would it? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think it's wait until you're ready and you've got sort of, you have got those plans in place, like we said, and you've got mm-hmm. those those goals and those objectives. And, um, you know, we also work with brands that don't necessarily, for this very reason, they don't want to be inauthentic. So they don't shout about all their sustainable work, but when it's relevant, they do talk about it. Yeah. Or, you know, it is on their website. So if people want to find out more about what they're doing as a company, you can go and find out more and you can have a look and you can see how they manufacture or, you know, where they get certain products from um, without it being this huge marketing mm. push. 
the absolutely that, that's a really good point as well Jenny that it is keeping your website up to date with everything that you're doing because like we mentioned earlier millennials do research before they buy from people so you probably are getting people to your website it is now such a big part of their buying decision that you should absolutely have it on your website yeah if you're not shouting proactively about it it you should have a section on your website detailing everything that you're doing yeah and you know I think not to hammer the point home again, but it's, you know, it's when we talk about being honest and transparent as well, don't try to be smoke and mirrors. Don't try mm. to be, you know, look over in this area, but don't <laughs> look over there. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. that is the definition of greenwashing. Like you said, like the guy in the 80s, can't remember what his name is, but <laughs> good, old go. good old Jay. Good old Jay. Like that, you know, look at all this great work we're doing to wash, you know, reduce washing your towels when, okay. you know, you can walk around the hotel and see the rest of it is is not doing the work it should be doing. So that is, you know, the very definition of it. Don't try to put people's focus in one area while ignoring yeah. everything else because um, you will get into trouble. <laughs> you will get found out, that is for sure. But... Yes. Whether it's from the ASA or whether it's from your customers and your audiences, you will, yeah, you will get found out. <laughs> uh, do we have, they were good, thank you, Leah, they were good tips as well. I like that you had some good <laughs> kind, of, kind of like rounded up everything we were saying there. So yes. It, um, yeah. <laughs> I think also, do you know what, if you think it feels wrong, it probably is. Yes. Yeah. Trust your gut. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anything final? we think we should share i think we've covered quite a lot there lots lots of tips lots of examples of what to do lots of examples of what not to do (laughs) yes but if anybody does want any advice and just wants to give us a call and say i've you know i'm not entirely sure if what i'm doing is considered greenwashing but i'm you know i want to talk about what i'm doing with sustainability please do you can get in touch with us um hello at adpr.co.uk you can visit the website you can come and see us on our social channels anywhere you like get in touch and if there's any subject you'd like us to talk about just let us know um but until then we'll see you next time bye